Episode number 278, Five Game-Changing Strategies for 2021 with the 1230 lead team. Let's do it. This is the definitive podcast for helping you plan, create, and execute dynamic worship experiences at your church. Useful, practical content in the areas of production, worship, communications, first impressions, and more. This is Making Sunday Happen. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Well guys, we have made it to the end of 2020. No one would have predicted the year that we've had, from COVID-19 to an election year, to churches all around the world having to close their doors, to churches having to figure out how to go digital and do church online, to figuring out what it looks like to do online and physical experiences at the same time. It has been a wild, wild year, and you have been on the front lines of making ministry happen at your church. And if you don't hear it from anyone else, thank you. Way to go. Thank you for what you do for the kingdom. Thank you for the sacrifices that you've made that no one else sees to make Sunday happen at your church. Way to go. The kingdom has been impacted because of your service. This week, we're doing a very informal family episode of the podcast. I've invited our lead team at 1230 Media to come hang out with me today. So you'll hear from our team as we hang out and reflect on the year that it has been, uh, and also look ahead to 2021. We'll talk about what we've seen in the churches that we serve and how things are looking for next year. First, let's check the mailbag. Here we go. In the mailbag this week, we hear from Brandon Harrison from our Making Sunday Happen Facebook group. Brandon says, this year has caused a ton of pivoting in each of the ministries of our church, where we have always felt that our connection to the community was tied in large part to our weekend and midweek gatherings. We were forced to revisit our definition of the win, where there could have been chaos and confusion mixed with dissonance and frustration. Instead, God used the complexity to bring unity, innovation, and mutually initiated grace among the leadership. God has continued to move in our church community, maybe even more now with our live stream options. Where we consider technology to be a band-aid for the season, God has used to reach and encourage many more with his gospel message that we could ever have done previously. God is faithful, and he gives us the same opportunities to reach the masses as the secular community. It's the training, learning, and investment that we need to submit to. Brandon, thank you for that testimony. Really appreciate it. Thank you for sharing that with us, man. Uh, I would love to hear from you. You're welcome to email me directly at carl at 1230.media, or you can find me on social media at Carl Barnhill. I'd love to share what God is doing at your church and through your ministry with the listeners uh, of this podcast. So be sure to reach out and share a testimony uh, with me. It's not about uh, what we are doing uh, at 1230 Media. Uh, It's about you guys on the front lines. You're the heroes in ministry. We're just alongside to help you with media content and training, uh, but you are the hero Uh, on the front lines, making Sunday happen week in and week out. So great job. Way to go. I would love to hear what God is doing at your church. So feel free to share that uh, with me. 
All right, the the twelve thirty media lead team is coming right up after this. Here we go. Wake up. Make it on time. Learn this. Post that. Work out. Go out. Repeat. Wake up. Make it on time. Learn this. Post that. Work out. Go out. Repeat. Wake up. Make it on time. Learn this. Post that. Work out. Go out. Repeat. Wake up. Make it on time. Learn this. Post that. Work out. Go out. Repeat. 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 Wake up. This is the sound of freedom. I'm free. God evaluates life and purpose. You and I have one life to live. Only what we've done for God in Christ will last. Everything else is wood, hay, and trouble. Jesus, our master, our savior, the hound of heaven, is chasing us Hey guys, that was a promo video for C3 Conference in 2021. It's February 17th and 18th in Dallas, Texas. You can get tickets today at c3conference.com. That's c3conference.com. Well, hey guys, today I'm hanging out with our 1230 lead team. We got our executive director, Steve Dirks, our creative director, Sean Reese, our director of ready-made media, Trevor Miller, and our lead video producer, Christian Jones. We are hanging out. We are right in the middle of Christmas, so it is uh, pretty hectic uh, for us. To, so to carve out a few minutes is, uh, is um, going to be fun today. So this week is a super informal episode of our show. Uh, we know it's been a crazy year, and we just wanted to hang out for a bit and chat about 2020 and some ideas for where the church might be going uh, in the coming year. So, uh, guys, thanks for hanging out. Uh, Trevor, you want to kick us off? What of a uh, you know catch us up on on the church? Uh, you know, kind of the state of the church and where we are. What what caught us off guard this year? Yeah, so I know everybody uh, kind of on this call right now is in some way or another still really plugged into church life, kind of local church uh, ministry in some kind of way or another. And uh, I serve at a church, you know, full time. And I think from our standpoint, what I've noticed most was where we got caught off guard the most has been many churches maybe that were uh, dabbling, wanting to have maybe a live stream or have an opportunity to uh, cast their service out for folks to watch that maybe because of money, because of maybe vision or lack of vision or whatever, never had really pulled that trigger. And so because of that, once COVID hit and there were some restrictions placed on the church to not be able to meet with one another, they had no way of really having church with their congregation still. So there are other churches maybe that have been maybe having uh, some foresight to have some of those things in place that really for them, there was a lot of uh, shifting and moving for sure, but they had the kind of infrastructure in place to be able to have church still. So I'm not sure about y'all's experience, but from our standpoint, that was the thing that we had to do the most is figure out how to make a church that is physical in nature, all of a sudden digital in nature very, very quickly. Yeah, you no, I think having, in, go ahead, John. Yeah, in my, in my experience, <laughs> one of the biggest things I experienced is uh, nobody believed that it would happen. That's like true. They saw it coming and they were just like, oh, we'll never, I mean, this is America, we're never going to shut down. The churches will always be here. Uh, it just, I, I think that that caught a lot of people off guard. 
uh, at least at least around here did. Yeah. yeah, and industries too. Like uh, I know we have friends in the event business and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, who would have imagined entire industries having to shut down churches? I mean, there was a period when this first started. No one, no one in America was meeting at church. Yeah. Like yeah. no zero. That that's crazy, yeah. in, insane. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought that would have happened? Um, well, Sean, uh, let's p- piggyback on that. What are some things that, uh, and Trevor mentioned, uh, of course, live streaming and stuff, but uh, what are some other things that maybe COVID really pushed the church into, forced us to do? I mean, obviously, live streaming. Uh, there are, like Trevor said, there are so many churches that uh, they, they really, man, it's not something they ever would have done. And uh, to survive, they, they did it and, uh, you know, to reach their people and to do what they, uh, what they felt like they needed to do. So, uh, but I think beyond that, besides just uh, the live streaming thing, uh, uh, intentional connection with their people um, on a different level, because usually you're in person, you're seeing people, you're talking to people, um, you connect with them every week. Uh, if you're a smaller church, you I mean, you know, everybody's name, you know what they're doing. Uh, if you're medium to large church, I mean, you have strategy in place like small groups and stuff for people to set up and to really have those conversations with people in person and it you know being online is a totally different thing you can't just i mean you're on facebook and you might be commenting and talking back it's just a whole different a whole different beast and i think that really is something that moved the church forward is how to connect people offline because our world is moving not just to uh, uh offline church services but offline connections you know groups on uh, on zoom and different things like that so what do you guys think about churches that may, maybe in tr- more traditional churches that were not online, maybe probably wouldn't have been uh, if this didn't happen? What do you think their future looks like? Obviously, they, they can't really go back. I mean, online's here to stay. What do you guys think about uh, where they are going? I think it's forced everyone to have to look at online as an op, like an option. So like, I think the thing that I've heard over and over is the churches that didn't want to do online or just kind of threw something out there had, were forced to now look at like, how do you actually reach people in an online environment? And how does that actually translate to people being connected to your church? People actually, you know, living out the gospel by giving, serving and going like, how does that actually happen? Whereas I think before people would just throw something online as like, oh, we have like an opportunity for you to see, check us out. But it really wasn't a priority, uh, at least uh, the churches I was a part of, it wasn't a priority. But then, you know, April, May, June, you start getting those calls where they're like, holy cow, someone actually joined our church and got baptized this past Sunday. Yeah. Online actually can reach people if we do it the right way, if we think about it, if we pour energy and time into it. So I think it's forced everyone to realize like it can be a campus of your church yeah. if you put the time and effort into you know, valuing it just like you value your in-person experience. That's, that's the silver lining behind this, right? I mean, so this has been a very difficult time, obviously for months now, but the silver lining potentially behind this is there are many churches now who are equipped to do ministry in 2020, 2021 that were not equipped to do it in the first hand. And like you said, Carl, they their hand was forced, unfortunately, but maybe fortunately it's caused them to have whole new opportunities for ministry going forward. There's not been a church I've talked to, who has started doing online uh, services of some kind, who has actually not seen their attendance go up um, from an online standpoint. Now, that can't sustain more than likely just simply because people get tired of watching anything online after after a certain amount of time. But there, I believe in our church's experience that we have new folks who have begun to check us out now that we've begun to open up back again that were not with us pre-COVID. 
and simply because of the opportunity we've had to be online. And they found you online. Uh, Christian, what are some of the biggest leaps uh, in, in church online? How, how have we moved maybe the technology forward? Yeah, well, I mean, in regards to, I mean, just connecting with people, I think that's been the big thing. And I know we've talked a lot about, you know, like our online service, but the big, I think the big challenge that a lot of churches were having um, was social media. I saw social media was, I think before this was used more as an announcement platform, like, hey, here's this event that's happening. And now a big change has been that it's become, it's become an arm of ministry. Um, I've seen the, some awesome things have been like churches who don't quite have the resources to do church online um, have been doing things like coffee hour or Bible study hour with the pastor where, you know, you're getting ready for work in the morning and the pastor's going through a Bible study uh, for, you know, on Instagram or Facebook for just, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And things like that are, I think, huge steps forward to just connecting with your, your audience and getting them engaged. I think one encouraging thing that I've seen with with that is this is stuff that we probably should have been doing anyway, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's pushed us to push some churches to treat social media as a, a social, not just a a, a billboard uh, kind of thing. But that's yeah, we've least- seen we've also seen more pastors have to take the social media. Like I've uh, yeah. the church I was served at recently, uh, when COVID started, pastors started like Christian, like you were saying, did a Friday Devo, and that yeah. just blew up. And I think that's blowing up all over because I see I see a lot of that, and that's that's something that a pastor can get on a social media channel and record a video at his home. He doesn't have to be there with the stage lights and everything. He can do it from anywhere he's at, and it, it, that feels more real at times than just constantly posting the produced element yeah. actually having someone who's just like hey i'm just gonna take five minutes here today on friday and, and give you a, a word of encouragement to start your day or something for the week um, yeah and not everything has to be you know dramatically produced i think um a lot of what i saw was was in, at the very beginning was people trying to take their online and just doing a regular service online um and what I saw that kind of worked the best was, you know, bringing the cameras forward. Um, my own personal church, they actually shifted from the main auditorium to a, a multi, multi-purpose room, had a, just a few people in there, the band, made it more of a, you know, a, a point experience. That's really good. Hey, Trevor, you talked about stats a little bit earlier. Um, where do you think we are? I, I mean, obviously, when COVID first started, you know, numbers went through the roof uh, and then probably went down and leveled off and they're kind of up and down everywhere. Uh, what do you think? Wh- where do you think we are in, in terms of is the church growing, declining? Where do you think numbers are? Man, it's a, it's a really tough thing to say. And this is total speculation right now, but. I think the spiritual nature of people is increasing, if that makes sense. There, I think people are wanting to, that are, I think people are starting to see, maybe over the past nine months, it's kind of caused this, you know, 10 months has caused this, but just that they're not in control of their own lives. They don't have mm-hmm. the control maybe they thought they once had because they had the bank account, they had the house, they had the job, they had all these things. And maybe some of those things have been taken away over the past year. And so it's causing some people, I think, to say, I've got to start looking at a power outside of myself because I can't control this. There's got to be something else. And so 
I don't know that the, the church, and again, I, I come from a particular domination that is um, uh, that is shrinking in the first place. And so for me, it's tough to say that, that from my experience, the church, the, the big C church is growing, uh, but certainly people's interest, I think, in spiritual things, interest in God is growing. And I think it's causing people to say, where can I find this uh, this thing that I'm looking for, which I think is a great opportunity for the church. You know, if we can set ourselves up in the right way and in the right places, then we can see people that are looking for this and have answers for that. So again, online is the answer for that. I think Christian was 100% right. Social media is a place where people are always looking for something and it's a great place to, to connect with them there. So uh, I think it's a, it's a great opportunity. So yeah. my, the church that my family attends, uh, we systematically uh, preach through the Bible and we were at the end uh, like in uh, P- uh, Second Peter, maybe, and we jumped over and went straight to Revelation, <laughs> just because of the the times and stuff. Well, and the attendance went crazy, yeah, uh, yeah. just because everybody's like, <laughs> "Is this the end of the world? I'm interested." Uh, and so <laughs> I want the answers. I'm going to that church. Yeah. <laughs> <I want> to- <laughs> like, and maybe yeah. it's shown us that for too long we have preached things that people don't care about. You know, like, mm. and so maybe it's a very important thing for us to do as a church to become. I, Christian said it very well earlier, I think. I don't think we should focus necessarily on always having everything so polished and perfect in terms of what we are putting out, but we should spend the time to make sure that everything is intentional. And I think uh, that is, uh, you can make a perfect, polished vi- thing, video, design, whatever, but if you've not thought it through, if you've not been intentional with it, it doesn't matter anyway. Uh, so right. intention for me is the biggest thing here. Let's be intentional about what we're communicating, what we're saying, because people who are looking for something, they're going to catch a hold of that way more than something shiny. You know, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. And I think uh, from from a technical aspect, um, something I've been look, I I dive into the numbers a lot. um, And, you know, we saw a huge spike, obviously, in online, like just went massively up. um, And then we saw a sudden huge dip. Uh, I and I'm pretty sure that was across the board. And um, it depends on where you where you're streaming to what you're doing online. But what, what a lot of what happened there is algorithms changed. You know, you got the technical stuff behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, you you start you never do a Facebook Live ever, and suddenly you're doing Facebook Live. Facebook's gonna be like, hey, these these people are doing something new. Let's push it out, and then you know, it start it's gonna catch up to you mm-hmm. um, from a technical aspect. And I think um, I was I was watching I was um, listening to a podcast that uh, Carrie Newhoff uh, and he, he had uh, guys from Barna, and I was looking up their research and stuff, and they're. They're talking about, you know, church Christians. There's a lot of them that are, are questioning their need to go back to church, you know, because, you know, the li- life's changing and stuff like that. And so uh, it's I like Trevor said, it's really hard to, to, to see. Are we declining or are we are we growing? Because I think we're I think what's happening is we're growing like new people are interested. But people who have grown up in church are also like, do I really need this? You know, I think it's a, it's a weird. Interested. Yeah. yeah, it's a weird it's a weird position to be in. Uh. T- you guys, I, I love that you mentioned the quality of content, and I love people hearing that from us because, I mean, we can make a great graphic. Our team is yeah, incredible yeah. at graphics and, and video content, uh, but we're the ones also saying, hey, get on a Zoom, just connect with people. Like, it's the relationships that matter, and I think we saw that across the board. I mean, when, when the Tonight Show is done from Jimmy Fallon's house, right? Uh, so you know, it, it kind of, you know. And, yeah, and, and that's a good analogy too, because um, I mean, you saw a lot of the other late night shows. They basically just did the same thing in a different place, but 
what was the most, I don't know. I think the thing I connected with most was, was, was Jimmy Fallon because it just felt, it just felt more close. It felt like, like you're saying, Trevor, intentional. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you look at, I mean, news stations, it's not like they can travel to a pre-done studio. Like if they were going to do a remote with somebody, it could be in their, <laughs> you know, uh, office or, or whatever. So I think it, it, it really set the playing field for everybody that you don't have to do some big produced piece in order to connect with, with people. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so let's let's kind of move to next year to, to uh, 2021 uh, and talk about some uh, ways that we might see the the church going and just some some game changing ideas. All right, so uh, let, let's start with this and and Christian, uh, feel free to speak to this too. One one thought that I had as kind of our number one is create worship experiences. I think we've seen this that are a both and. So you're not just creating for the room and then throwing it online. You need to really be intentional about creating an experience that can ma- that can minister to both audiences. So treating your online as a campus of your church. Um, so you wouldn't, if you had another campus, you wouldn't not mention them or, or leave them in the dark. Uh, you know, you would be intentional about ministering to them too. Uh, Christian, you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think so. Obviously, um, resources, you know, financially, time-wise, um, just all shifted 100% online uh, towards the beginning, middle of this year. And now, you know, obviously, as churches open up, you know, you've got to disperse resources back in different ways. But I would say the biggest thing is don't pull everything off of online. Um, don't go back to just the the one camera in the back and and that's it. Um, you know it. There there's a lot of people, who, new audience there that you know that will stay online. Um, people, you know, it might not even be from COVID. It might just simply be for you know you've got an elderly audience who can't quite make it to an in person gathering. Um, you've got a a big audience there that that you can keep growing if you put the resources into it. Yeah. What do you I think it think? goes back to a word we just said, and that's something that I think will stand out the whole time is intentionality. I don't think <laughs> yeah. we were intentional with our streams before. And that's I think, true. I think Trevor and Sean, we were talking a couple of seconds ago. I, I think I'd agree. I think those who have been church people for a long time, aren't coming back to church. And that's, a, that's a swing. That's a downward trend. I think there are people that are seeing church experiences online for the first time and are starting to engage. So you might be seeing an upward trend there. I think the issue is for a little while, for a couple months, people were intentional. Then it became a rut. And now we're going back to in person and everyone's just back to that. And so I think the key is how are you being intentional? Because being intentional online is different than in person. In person, you can do connect cards or whatever, but online, you have to have a team of people that are in the chat, that are in there talking with people that are saying, hey, I see you're there. Where are you from? How can we help you today? How can we serve you? How can we pray for you? Hey, there's a Zoom chat right after this this service to meet with a pastor. All the things you do in person can still be done, but you have to do that. You have to do the same amount of work. You have to put the same amount of energy into it. So if you're not intentional with your online stream, it's just going to become a video that I scroll through and two seconds into the song I don't like, I'm scrolling to the next. But if it's an actual like you're engaging with everyone on there and you're actually watching every week and you're starting to see names and you're connecting with those people. I think that's where we'll start to see differences and we'll start to see that that continues to be an opportunity to reach people. Um, And then, yeah, 
like like you just said, but speaking to the cameras, don't go back to just one camera in the back that's so far out. No one even knows what's really happening. Make it make continue to be intentional. The things we learned about lighting, the things we learned about video, the things we learned about setting things up so that people actually feel like they're engaging with your team, with your pastor, with what's happening in the room. Continue to do that and find a way to pivot, constantly pivot to do both in-person experience as well that connect with people, but also make sure your online experience is seeing and connecting with what's happening in the room. Yeah. yeah and I think that that really speaks into uh, experiences overall, because we've seen this uh, since the beginning of Christianity, we've seen shifts like this. I mean, when the persecution has started happening in Jerusalem and everybody spread out, you know, that's um, it goes throughout history. And I mean, this is just another, another instance of, of that happening. Something happened, something catastrophic happened and we spread out. And so now we're reaching more people than ever. And I think um, being intentional about your online services and and not giving up um, what makes them different, what makes them special uh, with the new generations coming. I think this is something that had to happen um, uh, with the new generations coming up. You know, you got, you've got millennials, younger millennials, and you've got Gen Z and all them. Uh, they're online. They're 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 not they don't want to go to church. A lot of them. They, they just they're that's where they live is online. If they want to watch something. Uh, I, I have a daughter, she's 10 years old. She, she doesn't want to watch the TV in her room. She wants to watch it on her phone. You know, she has the same apps on the TV on the phone. I'm like, why don't you watch it on TV? Well, no, my phone's right here. Um, so it, it's crazy to me, but, uh, and I think that's something that, that the church would have missed heavily had something like, like this not happened because, um, they're missing out on those, those types of experiences. Yeah. Okay, number two is take your worship experience beyond Sunday. So, um, you know, gone are the days of come to me, uh, you know, let us feed you here and then you go. Uh, You know, I think that, you know, right now we're in a, we, we have to go to them. And so repurposing Sunday content during the week. Uh, I think is a, is a big deal. Uh, Steve, you want to speak to that? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's just so much that happens that you prep that you be, that you're intentional with about a Sunday morning that they, that then can be reused throughout the week to connect with people. So, I mean, people aren't necessarily, I mean, you'd want them to, but maybe they're not going to watch the whole service online. And so you have opportunities to take content you do on Sunday and reconnect it again. I mean, sharing testimonies and stories that you might have in your pre-roll on your, on your online service on Sunday, but sharing those as just one-off videos. Uh, I mean, the, the stats are there. People aren't going to engage on social media during the week for probably longer than you know, a couple minutes at max. So breaking your content up into short bites where people can engage with it throughout the week, I think is important. Uh, some other ideas I've seen that churches have really done a good job with is sharing quotes from songs. So engaging people in worship throughout the week, maybe connecting Spotify playlists like, hey, we sang this this past Sunday or, hey, we're singing this this Sunday, you know, maybe tune your heart to worship. Um, my church had a Christmas gathering and we had the playlist on during the week. And so we were kind of listening to that before we met together on a Sunday. Um Clips from your sermon. This is something that I don't, I still don't see a whole lot of churches doing, see some, but taking your sermon and clipping it into short bite segments. So maybe I think one thing that doesn't get done a lot is pastors working with your team, whoever's going to produce those clips to say, what's the most important takeaway from my sermon? What do I want people to get from this? And how can we clip what I did on Sunday to actually help push that? Uh, I think we see a lot of churches clipping. I, I do a lot of, we do a lot of work even at 1230 with clipping people's sermons, 
but how intentional are pastors meeting with their production team and saying, Hey, this is what I wanted to communicate on Sunday. How can we clip, you know, three or four different clips throughout the week to make sure that my message, you know, is continuing to be communicated even in, in, you know, as people go along their work week. Uh, And then I think celebrating and highlighting what happens on Sunday and also your volunteers, um, the volunteers that are in you or with you in person. And then also I think the thing that's missed is the volunteers that maybe aren't, that aren't, aren't yet back with you. And maybe they're serving in an online capacity. Maybe they're serving remotely. How are you highlighting, celebrating, engaging them? One thing that I've seen, um, at least in a couple of churches that I've talked with is that volunteers aren't coming back as quickly as we thought they would this year. And so I think one thing that could be missed is if we just get back into doing what we've been doing and we don't continue to build those relationships offline, celebrating, um, and, and, and trying to pursue and grow those relationships, we're probably going to have a problem. So celebrate and continue to, you know, highlight those people in your church, and continue to ask, you know, for them to come back and join you with what God's doing, but also celebrate what God's doing in their lives as well. Good. And I think it's, I think it's important too, like from a pat, from a, from a preaching standpoint to make sure your messages don't culminate in 30 minutes. You know, like uh-huh. you don't want your message to be done in 30 minutes and then people leave and they're, they're finished. That message needs to finish all throughout the week as you give an opportunity for people to kind of live out yeah. whatever you've encouraged them to do. And so yeah. um, even from a social media standpoint, you know, we try to within our different departments at our church uh, to make sure we post something connectional. And so make sure like this particular post is meant to be a connection point for people to respond uh-huh. in some kind of way and interact. Uh, celebration, like you said, uh, uh-huh. Steve, like, we want to post every single week that's going to be celebration. That's uh-huh. going to be something we're celebrating in, within the church. And then something that's informational. Like what is uh-huh. something that's happening that we want to make people aware of? So if you're posting yeah. for connection, for celebration and for information, you yeah. know, every single week, however many times you feel like is appropriate. Like to me, you're hitting all those points. That's, that's taking Sunday morning from just a Sunday morning experience now to, you know, a, an everyday kind of experience all throughout. Yeah, Good. absolutely. All right. So number one, uh, create your worship experience, both and treat your online as a campus. Number two, take your worship experience beyond Sunday. Number three, uh, we have be intentional about your web presence. So make sure that you really are strategic. Don't, don't, uh, let it be the dirty closet that you never look at. Uh, but be really intentional about that being your, the first impression. Who has dirty closets anymore? Does anyone have dirty? I, I, no, do. I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, you want to hit on that on this one? Yeah. Um, so something that uh, is changed in web website. I don't know um, etiquette. I don't know which one to call it. Just the idea behind websites. It used to be a catch-all. Like, hey, go here. Go to our website, you know, yourchurch.com, to for to sign up for events. To do this. To do this. To this. That's not really what they're for anymore because social media has kind of just negated all that. Um, it's a brochure. It's your front door. It, everybody needs to uh, make it really pretty, short, simple, um, convey right at the, you know, you've got something called above the fold. That's when it loads. You've got uh, from there up, that's above the fold. Your most important stuff needs to be there. Huh. What you want people to do, their actions, uh, a call to action, if you can, um, just really anything that they absolutely need. Um, uh, is It should be right there. Uh, and uh, just, all on that front page. You can have other stuff, you know, Hey, this is our ministries, go to this page, whatever. But, um, it, it needs to be super intentional. Again, that's the, like, I think that's kind of our, our buzzword for this, this whole session is, uh, intentionality. Cause, uh, people notice, uh, they notice when you look at a website, uh, if, if it's all over the place, if they have to search for something, you've lost them. 
Yeah. If uh, to be honest, and this is this is super technical. If your load time is more than three seconds, you've lost them mm, um, because there's just so many options out there. So you really need to um, update that constantly. If there's if there's stuff on the front page you need to do, like especially during this time, you know, coronavirus updates. Like, what are you doing? You know, where where can people get help? Whatever whatever the felt need of your community is, uh, and whatever information you want to convey needs to just be right right up there, right at the beginning. So. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's jump to the another one, and and uh, Sean, feel free to speak to this one too. And that is uh, connect and follow up. Um, so uh, it's really important that they don't just see your stream and and they're done, or come to your church and they're they're done, but to to really be intentional about connecting with them and following uh, up with people. Sean, Christian, you guys want to speak to that? You really need to. Uh, th- this is the mo- I, I, my opinion. This is the most important thing you can do beyond a message, beyond anything else, and that might be uh, sacrilege to some people. That uh, this is more important than even the message. Because if I'm being honest, when I watch a message on Sunday, I remember maybe one or two snippets. I don't remember the whole thing. But if somebody connects with me, I'm going to remember that, and it's gonna it's gonna create that you know that initial level of discipleship is really what we're after. Yeah. Um, you foster and create uh, opportunities for follow-up because you're asking people to give you something. Whenever you do an online digital or connection card of any kind, you're saying, Hey, give me this. And uh, the way people are wired, people don't do things for free. They don't, we don't, we don't do things unless we can see a value in it. Like, what are you going to give me? If I give you my name and email address, what are you going to give me in return? Are you going to bombard me with stuff that I don't want? and make it difficult for me to, to care about you? Or, you know, are you going to ignore me? I gave you this and you never talked to me again. Mm. What's the point? You know? So, uh, I mean, those kind of forms, you want to make them short and simple because you don't want to ask for too much, maybe uh, name and email address. I mean, honestly, all you need is a first name and an email address. If you can get a phone number, great. Um, you don't really need their last name because you get that over time. You don't get that all up front. You know, you don't ask them to marry you on the first date. You're just like, Hey, mm. Uh, give me your number so I can so I can reach out to you and I and I won't text you every five minutes I promise you know mm. um, yeah. short and sweet um, and more people will do it you'll see a higher completion rate um, make a follow up calendar make a schedule when somebody connects with you for the first time what do you do mm. uh, and not only not only when they connect you with, when they connect to you for specific reason if they connect say hey I got saved this week what do you do do you mm. do you contact them and say hey thanks for we're so excited you get you get saved now uh, here's our giving link. You know, that's not going to go well, Uh, but you say, Hey, here's some resources for you. Just starting out on your journey Uh, here. uh, Somebody will call you if you want. Um, You know, we, your next step is to be baptized, whatever, whatever your next step is, whatever you you want them to do to follow up on their journey. Um, But make it intentional and make it, make it the same across the board. You know, if, if one guy gets saved and another guy gets saved, they both need to get the same stuff uh, and just make it intentional. Uh, and consistent. Christian, you got any thoughts on that? Yeah. So, I mean, in, I know we talked about earlier, um, like we see a slow trickle back from our volunteers. I've, I remember when I first got like really got saved and kind of came back. And I think that I, and I immediately volunteered right after that because, and the big reason was because I just wanted to be, I felt this change and I wanted to be a part of it. And I wanted to be, you know, around these people who, you know, who feel that with me. So I think it's a big, it's a big, you know, sign to say, you know, 
we don't see a whole lot of volunteers because maybe they're not filling that that type of community online. And I think as as far as a practical solution to that, the, a big uh, a, a really cool concept that I've liked is an online pastor, someone who is dedicated to doing exactly that building connections. Um, it's not just, you know, it's not just, Hey, I throw out a post here and hopefully somebody sees it, but it's, you know, it's that person who's following up, who's seeing the needs of the online crowd and taking action to, you know, to help people in this way or that way. Um, so I think, yeah, an online pastor is, is a really cool practical step to, to address that. Yeah, I think that goes back to our our first one, being intentional about the online presence too, because maybe not just an online pastor, but volunteers in the chat. So you might not have as many volunteers in person, but why not repurpose that same the, those same volunteers to put them in the chat or have them serve <laughs> online in some way, uh, just like they would serve opening the door or parking greeter or coffee station or something like that. Um, okay, last I think, one. Well, let me Go just ahead, one more thing. I think. I think the key, and Ben Stapley's been talking about it. I don't know if, you, if any of you guys who are watching this follow Ben Stapley is talking about pivoting a lot. And I think that's the thing in 2021. Keep finding ways to, one, to look at what you're doing and see if you need a pivot. Uh, something that my church, I really hadn't really, <laughs> I thought they were outdated until honestly this year. But they're using Connect cards to hand out to students on a campus with a QR code on the back to connect with the pastor. And all the QR code pulls up is the contact number for the pastor, and they can literally just text or call. Um, and I thought for honestly, for me, you know, walking into this year, if you would have told me QR codes, I said, those are ancient, those aren't being used, but they've actually had a lot of success and they seem to be, um, engaging with a lot of students here in Pittsburgh for that. So I would just say there's things like that, maybe that you haven't thought of that are older that maybe you can repurpose and say, you know, Hey, maybe a QR code on the back of our seats for our in physical gathering is a way to not have to pass out flyers and bulletins. We can actually just do QR codes and people pull stuff up on their phone and it's safer for our environment. Uh, online, you know, I've seen Passion City Church uh, and other churches use it as well, but those short text codes where it's like five numbers to remember instead of a whole long deal. Maybe there's things like that where you're like, I need, we need to figure out a way to actually connect and engage with the people that are in our stream. And those are ways you can do that or in person. So just constantly be thinking of ways to pivot. Don't just get like, I think the, the, the message for all of us is we constantly want to get set in our ways and not look towards what can we do? How can we get better? How, what do we need to change? What do we need to shift? And so I think what 2020 has taught us is constantly be looking about, do you need to pivot what you're doing in order to continue to do the mission that God's called us to do? Yeah. All right, last one as we wrap today, <clears throat> and Trevor, I'd love for you to speak to this one, is uh, have a, uh, a clear, uh, concise, compelling vision. Um, so make sure that uh, whether that's doctrinally or just have a really good uh, vision for your church going forward. You want to speak at that one? So first, I just wanted to kind of live into the whole Zoom world we're living into by having my internet fail a second ago. I apologize, but I'm back. So yes, clear vision is key for 2021. So I'll give you an example. So uh, I want to give you guys a mission statement. I want you to tell me what this company is, okay? So here's the first one. We save people money so they can live better. Who do you think? Geico? No. I don't know. Walmart? Walmart. Yes, Walmart. We save people money so they can live better. How about this one? To refresh the world, to inspire moments of optimism and happiness, to create value and make a difference. Focus on the first part, to refresh the world. Is it a water? Uh Uh-uh. More refreshing water. Coke. 
Cool. cool. Oh. Mm. So these two mission statements, though, they, they drive everything these two companies do. And so mm. if you think about it, we save money so they can live better. This is what Walmart tries to do. Probably in every single employee, they want to kind of instill this within them. And so I think in 2021, the most important things we can do as a church is to clarify who we are, what we're about, and what we do. Uh, because again, if we have all these new folks, like Sean said, who are looking for places maybe to belong or to have significance, meaning, and purpose, then we have to make sure we communicate that very clearly within our communities, whether it's online or in person, so that folks will be able to say, yes, I want to be a part of this. This sounds like something that I would be willing to kind of live my life for, you know, um, you know, blood, sweat, and tears kind of thing. I'm willing to invest in this and become a part of this thing. So, but if we're not clear, then we're just one voice of literally thousands of voices within our people's lives. Um, and it's not very inspiring. So, as you said, Carl, I think doctrinally, it's very important to be very clear doctrinally where we stand, what we believe as a church. I think it's very important. Then also vision-wise, where we're headed, what we're doing. Do you want to be a part of this? If so, jump on board, you know, join us. So I think it's a really huge key in this year. Yeah, good. Well, guys, thank you for uh, for the time today. Uh, Trevor, would you mind just giving us a prayer for, for yeah. this next year, for the churches that, uh, that we serve, Big C Church? Just kind of pray us out. Yeah, let's pray together. God, we're so thankful that you are a faithful God who is with us every step of the way. And so even though this past year has been difficult, it's been strange, it's been odd. I know for pastors and for youth workers and children's workers and and staff people in churches all over this country, this has been a very, very trying time. And so God, I pray that today you would encourage them by your spirit. Would you help them to once again engage, uh, to be intentional about what you've called them to? And I pray, God, you give them incredible success that we might make a difference in this world we might draw people to yourself. You are the most important thing, Jesus. And we pray that you be a part of everything that we do. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Hey guys, as our gift to you this year, we are offering our entire ready-made media library for a massive 50% off through the end of the year. So you only have a few days left to grab this deal. Just use the code CHRISTMASGO at checkout at 1230.media slash go. Take 50% off the library. It's hard to make this any cheaper, but we know the kind of year that you've had. It's been wild, and we want to serve you the best way that we can. So this is one way that we can help you. Just use the code CHRISTMASGO at checkout at 1230.media slash go for 50% off the library for 12 months. Again, the code CHRISTMASGO at 1230.media slash go. That's 1230.media slash go. The show notes for this episode are available now at makingsundayhappen.com. Well, hey guys, thanks for checking out the show this week and this year. We're hoping and praying that 2021 will look a whole lot different than 2020. Next week, we'll kick off the year with the author of Kingdom Innovation for a Brave New World. Doug Paul will be joining me on the show. Doug and I will be talking about ways the church can innovate this year. We'll do two weeks with Doug on the topic of innovation. Well, thank you guys for hanging out this week. Hope you get a little bit of time off as we go into the new year and go out there and create some incredible worship experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next time. Making Sunday Happen is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your church, visit makingsundayhappen.com.